everybody. Happy Tuesday and welcome on into another episode of Great Quarter Gals. This is the show where we talk to awesome women doing awesome things in the free and logistics space. I'm Kaylee Nix here with Grace Sharkey. Grace, happy Tuesday. Great to be back with you as always. Yeah, uh, happy, of course, yeah, uh, some cool guests today too. So that should be fun and uh, uh, some interesting topics, but happy to be here with you and Oh, so close to being with you in person, right? So uh-huh. what, less than 90 days, I think almost 70 days now. So boy, oh boy, it's going to be a fun time. And I am considering going blue, Kaylee. I think you absolutely should do it. I'm here for that. I might I might join you this time. We, we should see if we can go with some blue hair for the future of Freight Festival. I think it was a look last year. I think we might make it happen this year. Yeah, it's uh, going to be right in between a, a dye job appointment. So I figured it'd be... Perfect timing for me to just uh, make the worst nightmare for my hairstylist. So why not? <laughs> you know what? My only thing is that brown hair like holds on to blue and green like nobody's business. So it's a little iffy, a little iffy. We might see. Grace, how are you doing on this Tuesday? We've got a lot of really good things to get into today. Before we get into our intro topic this morning, though, I want to go back to what we talked about last week. Last week, if you missed our episode, it was all about girl math. <laughs> Um, which is great. You should absolutely go watch it. YouTube.com forward slash Freight Waves dash Great Quarter Gals, I believe is the URL. Don't quote me on that. But you can find us on YouTube. Go check out our episode on Girl Math. I think this is so funny because right after we talked about this, CNBC released an article talking about how Girl Math doesn't actually work. And I'm like, CNBC, why you got to bring us down, right? We're making light out of a situation. But as we proved, Girl Math actually works when you look at it applicably, right? Uh, listen, it, uh, whether or not you want to uh, say the the math is mathing, uh, CNBC can can focus on that conversation all day. But there have been also numerous reports across the Barbie movie coming out, right? Uh, from Taylor Swift, Beyonce concerts, there's just so many different areas of consumption that are targeted towards women and that women are uh, co- clearly being a part of and purchasing and showcasing that purchasing power. So if we have to do fake math to get our way to those experiences, we're going to do fake math until we get there. And uh, if that's a, I think of the so many years of patriarchy and us unable to even access our own funds if we wanted to. Uh, well, girl math is the way we're going to catch up, I think, at the end of the day. <laughs> is it smart economics? Okay, maybe not. But you know what? <laughs> Who needs smart economics when you can have sparkly economics instead? Anthony Smith told me that I was allowed to say that. So I'm going to say that it's okay. Oh, anything Anthony Smith says okay is just clear. So it's great. It's great. All right, let's move on to our topic for today. We love women in trucking. We talk about women in trucking all of the time. And they just hosted their annual I Heart Trucking Photo Contest. So we've got some great winners. They announced their winners from People's Choice to Highest Votes to the ones that they just happen to absolutely love. And we've got some of those photos to share with you here today that iHeart Trucking Contest received submissions from all across the industry. I picked out three of my favorite photos here. So let's go with photo number one. This is just a classic selfie. <laughs> I love this, right? You've got someone who looks like they're doing maintenance, most likely. Uh, she's got a headset on. She's got gloves. Looks like she's doing maintenance. She's, I think, sitting at the back of her rig there. I think that that's incredible because like girl boss energy doing maintenance on your rig while you're sitting there. Why not take a selfie, right? Well, and especially something like this, I mean, when we're talking about the changes in truck technology we're going to see, like, as much as we need drivers, we're going to need mechanics, uh, engineers, uh, those jobs filled more than ever. So 
I love that we're diversifying what a woman in trucking looks like because it does not just have to be a woman in the rig, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I love that. So let's go with photo number two here that I picked out of our photo contest. This is some hometown love, Covenant Logistics showing there with that heart. You can definitely tell that they love both their trucking community and their local Chattanooga community. If you drive through Chattanooga, you can see Covenant as you're heading out of town. It's one of my favorite companies in the area. We also just love Matt McClelland here. He's a great resource and asset yeah. to us here at Freight Waves. So we love that from Covenant. Just a cute little photo overall. Yeah, nails all cute too on the, the bottom one. So uh, yeah, it is a super cute photo. And it's a, it's definitely more creative, not more creative, but creative compared to a lot of the ones that we saw out there too. And then speaking of creative, check out this last one. How <laughs> would you like to have a rig on your wedding day? This is pretty awesome. Talk about a getaway car, right? So the lady who posted this photo said that both her and her now husband are drivers. They're very active in the driving driving and trucking community. So they were like, might as well bring it in on their wedding day and have their wedding party shoot photos on the back of it. I love this. A husband and wife trucker duo. Of course, you got incorporated in your special day. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I think this begs the question, Kaylee, are we going to see a big rig? Uh, we're going to have to hit up Matt and see a big rig. At, oh, no, at your what? No. No. All right, you heard it here, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> we'll be we'll be walking to two foot transportation from from my wedding. <laughs> but if you want to go ahead and go check out the rest of those photos, see those People Choice Award winners. Those are just our favorites here in Great Quarter Gals. But you can yeah. actually go and find all of those favorites. Go to womenintrucking.org, search their I Love Trucking Photo Contest. I love it. It's just a very fun opportunity for some amazing pictures to come out and show the realities of our industry. Yeah, that a lot of diversification in there too. So uh, go check them out. It, it, clearly, it's a it'll it'd be a nice little uh, twenty minute uh, of course your time this uh, afternoon, right? <laughs> Absolutely. So you can do that after we finish our show here because we are going to continue yes, on yeah. and get to our guest. Great guest for today, as always. All of our ladies who join us on this show are absolutely incredible. But we're going to go ahead and welcome on Courtney McDonald, who is Chief Revenue Officer over at Smart Hop. Of course, Smart Hop is no stranger to the Freight Waves Airwaves. I think that it's two days in a row. They were on the stock out yesterday. Today, we get Courtney here today <laughs> to talk all things freight and tech. So thank you so much for joining us, making it two straight days in a row. Courtney, it's great to have you. It's really nice to meet you uh, officially. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, thank you for Smart Hopping over to our show. We appreciate <laughs> that as well. Yeah, right. It was just sitting there. I had to hit it. You know, it's uh, it was a strike right down the middle. Uh, Courtney, I'm excited for you to, to make your introduction really to our audience as well. Could you tell uh, uh, not listening today what Smart Hop is and exactly what you're doing to <laughs> advance the uh, industry too? Yeah, happy to. I'm actually on day 60 at Smart Hop. So I've been absorbing a lot. I'm getting really excited to Smart Hop. I mean, it's really focused on being a fleet management software um, particularly for small fleet owners and dispatchers. And what I've come to learn about the industry is that um, smaller teams don't have access to um, really to the, the consistent contracts that the larger players in the industry do. So you're working with these small teams and they're searching for loads, they're engaging with drivers, tracking down documents, payroll, you name it. And it's it's a competitive market. And so a lot of this work just falls on the shoulders of one person and sometimes two if they're lucky. And so our software is really built with the end goal of trying to even the playing field a little bit um, from load search to driver communication to document storage to fuel cards. We're really trying to be a one-stop shop 
uh, an affordable on-demand solution for fleet operations. And the cool part is it's actually built by truckers for truckers. But we love that, of course, because you take a lot of those groups who do start off as single owner operators who start off in a one truck operation and build into a small fleet of five to 10 trucks. And they try and do things the way that they did when they were just a one man band. And it doesn't necessarily work that well, right? There's a lot of kind of squeaky points on their wheels that go from being a one man shop to a five to 10 truck operation. As you mentioned, that playing field is definitely very uneven when you look at small fleets, which make up the majority of the industry versus large fleets in what they have the ability to access from an investment standpoint, as well as from what they are able to invest in their freight tech. That's kind of our big topic of the day, right, is even in a time when the economic market isn't super great, the freight market is not super great, it's still a worthy opportunity to invest in this type of freight tech, especially if you're on that smaller side of things. Is that what you guys are continuing to see right now is a lot of these smaller shops still seeing the value in a product like Smart Hop, even if the market isn't necessarily so good as it was a couple years ago? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I've been really encouraged by the amount of folks investing in software solutions. I come from uh, software broadly has been my industry since I got into you know the professional kind of career track. But what I've often found is, especially in like cost conscious scenarios, software is often the first thing to be cut from people's budgets. So naturally, when I joined, I, you know, I kind of wondered, you know, how are we doing here? But what I'm finding is that because they're con- cost conscious and really conscious about time, people are investing more and more and seeing a lot of value just from return on getting their time back in their lives and managing these things a lot easier than perhaps they did when it was a little bit more manual. Yeah, you know, it's so funny because I feel like when times are more constrained, especially like they are right, for more small, medium-sized players out there, uh, you're right. They do look to cut instead of invest. And I think if you look back, if we go to any recessionary period within this country, you look back and those who actually invested in their operations and their back office and how they you know, operate their business as a whole they actually come out right of that wave ramped up ready to go and those that's when those investments really pay off uh how do you find that uh, working with clients today right who are implementing maybe these strategies and taking that risk if that's how you want to look at it uh how are they already seeing benefit from the work that they're doing today um, in this type of climate i think the thing that i've seen the fastest adoption of within our our platform is kind of, I call them like one click wins. So for a lot of folks uh, looking to just kind of grab the next load or find the next load, they're not necessarily always thinking about a profitable trip. And that's where folks, I think, initially kind of see the value of Smart Hop is they come in, they set filters so that they can have a profitable round trip. And then the other thing that I'm seeing a lot of adoption of getting that time back again, um, keeping drivers happy is obviously uh, a a key component to their success and being able to automatically send a text message or an email with the new load information is another one that people are adopting really quickly and just seeing again, profitability wins, but also those time-saving wins. Um, those are the things that I feel like right now folks are most focused on beyond some of the more detailed or technical aspects of the platform. <laughs> so from a trucking company standpoint, the folks that you guys are serving, obviously we see that they have a value of still investing in this free tech too kind of help them in their operations. But from a smart hub business side of itself, of course, you are chief revenue officer. So your number one goal is to keep that revenue coming in, right? And 
keep staying through these tougher economic times, we have seen a lot of stress being put on these freight tech companies. And for right now, a lot of the folks who popped up during the pandemic or during those really, really successful economic times, this is kind of a sink or swim moment for them, right? It's do you have that product that is going to sustain you through the down market? Do you have the idea and the buy-in that is going to help sustain you through the down market? And do you have the ethos and kind of that go-getter mindset of your team that will help sustain you? Is that something that you see now? You said 60 days on the job, two months, which entering at a tough time for freight tech. Is that something that you guys have really, that you've really seen throughout the actual smart hop through? And how are you guys working on making sure that you do stay through the tougher times? Yeah, definitely. I mean, um, you're right. Obviously, as chief revenue officer, I actually oversee sales and our post sales team. So I know my title might suggest I only care about, you know, getting the next sale in the door, generating revenue. But I mean, if I've learned anything at working at software startups over the last decade, it's that sustainable, scalable growth, it's only as good as keeping the money in the door. Um, And for us, I mean, relentless pursuit of a customer first mentality is critical. And I think you'd see that if you joined a call with our product team or our leadership team, or you're on a call with our sales and customer success teams, our goal is to be totally consultative in our interactions. So we're actually addressing real pain points that people deal with day in and day out. And I think that's what might differentiate SmartHop from some of the other you know, options in the industry is we're truly, like I said, made by truckers for truckers. And I think that that's going to be probably one of our strongest um, pieces to stay around and continue delivering a, a great solution for folks. I want to elaborate a little bit on this because this is like one of the most passionate areas I have when it comes to freight tech in general, is you have this audience, especially with what you're selling, right? There's a difference between even selling something to a brokerage, even to a shipper, but to a carrier who oftentimes we're talking about more, more owner operators, smaller fleets. A lot of times they, they, it's a generational thing. They've been in the industry for years. Their, their parents were, their grandparents were. I can't imagine what the change management side of that job is like for you. Can you tell us being from this like SaaS background, maybe the differences you've, you found in implementing technology, right? At, at, at this type of, a customer and a ways that maybe trucking companies out there today listening can say, now, okay, if we are going to invest in something, this is what we're going to have to expect on our end. Yeah, that's a great point. Um, I think one of the things you might not know about me is I spent the majority of my career actually in customer success and post sales. So I think customer onboarding, customer education are critical to success. We try to start that process in the sales conversations when people are even considering smart hop or figuring out what we offer or how we can help them. And a lot of the narrative that we think is important bringing to those calls is, like I said, that consultative approach of here's the reality of what's going to happen when you sign up. Here's the reality of how we're going to help you. And what we try to do is not throw the kitchen sink at them, so to say, too early. (laughs) So what, what we try to do is identify again, what are the main pain points? That way, when we're onboarding folks, we can kind of help walk them through live on these calls, some of the setup components so that after that, we're more educating on some of the operational changes that they might need to make. So we kind of come in almost like we're doctors to to an extent and then find out what is realistic for our customers to be able to change. And then we just create an action plan with them. So kind of laying out, like I said, first things first, let's get your trucks and your drivers added. Let's set up an approach where you're using the search. Let's set a goal, right? Can we do this three times a week? Can we do it four times a week? 
And then can we at least move over the automation of your communication strategy? So that's kind of how we start and lay it out so that folks understand maybe it's a little bit of an upfront investment to spend a little time with us. We can get you set up right. But then the rest of it is really more about achieving some of these goals and getting that time back. Um, I think that's really what folks can kind of expect when they're getting started with us. And I think that that's a pillar of and a marker of a great freight tech company is the fact that you're not here, as you mentioned, just to get the sale, but to keep them in your ecosystem and keep building and developing and seeing them grow in that ecosystem, almost more of a partnership than it is a true customer to to sales relationship, right? I want to touch on your background a little bit because you mentioned a SaaS background. How was that transition from just general SaaS and customer success into now this super hyper-focused logistics space? You're talking to drivers, a a platform for drivers by drivers, right? How is that transition coming into transportation and logistics in an industry that is highly competitive and highly complicated? It's been a lot to learn. (laughs) I'll I'll say that for sure. Um, So I've always been in software, typically at startups during high growth periods, but I was in prop tech for the last, gosh, eight, eight or nine years, first on the residential side and then on the commercial side. And I think the one thing that transferred really well from the residential side was getting back to these folks who are They have such an entrepreneurial mindset. So I think the thing I've been trying to pick up is having validity in in why I might even be speaking with somebody who doesn't come from generational experiences in the trucking industry. So it's been a lot, I think, to catch up on new acronyms and new pain points. But it's been really encouraging to start to see some of our customers really feeling the wins. Um, I think that was probably the biggest transition that was just trying to genuinely understand even the different types of equipment that these folks work with, um, the different, like I said, pain points. Um, fortunately, like I said, our CEO was in the trucking industry before he formed this and several of my colleagues were as well. So I've been able to um, take it all in as quickly as I can, for sure. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, we're happy to have another strong uh, female leader right in this industry. So thank you for for joining us all in this crazy, <laughs> crazy career path we all decided to dive into. It's uh, a different day for sure, uh, every single day coming to the office. And I'm I'm interested in your uh, jump into logistics, into transportation in particular. Uh, was there any, I guess, uh, anything that really is motivated you to join? Is there uh, anything that in particular you were like, okay, this is, a uh, really interesting uh, career path or even more so industry that uh, I, I'd love to be a part of or even vice versa, anything that you uh, were surprised by joining this industry as well? Yeah. Um, I mean, kind of a weird fact, but I've been interested in this industry since like third grade. Our teacher of my third grade class, had our entire class sign up as pen pals with this truck driver and his wife who would go across the country. They actually swapped at our school. Um my when I was in third grade, so I was like eight or nine. So I've kind of had this like very, you know, far away, but kind of curious um, thing about this, this industry. And when I usually kind of consider software startups and where I want to jump to next, for me, it comes down to finding the right team. And then two, finding companies that are actually providing need to have software instead of nice to have. And when I once I Kind of met Guillermo, our CEO, and the rest of the folks at Smart Hop. It just felt like a no-brainer. It was like this this industry that I was super interested in. I also drive across the country every year, so I'm constantly on Route 66 and seeing all the 18 wheelers. Um, so it was a great opportunity to actually had the right team, had the right go-to-market fit, and then was kind of feeling this like natural curiosity that I've had since I was a little kid. 
I love that. Folks talk all the time about transportation not being an industry that you walk into. It's an industry that you fall into, right? And this kind of almost seems like an industry that you were just led into gently by your third grade teacher. And I, I love that because it shows not only the fact that it is a space for everybody, even if it takes you a little bit to find your way into the industry, but it also shows that you can have these personal connections and help develop your professional growth through a personal connection. You mentioned the fact that this is kind of your first foray into transportation. One of the things that both Grace and I love that we do on this show is the opportunities for mentorship really, really abound in the transportation space, especially for strong female leadership. Is there anyone so far that you've met in the industry where you're like, wow, I really look up to them as a mentor or do you have the kind of desire to get into that mentorship space yourself and help other women develop into these strong female leadership roles? Yeah, uh, definitely have the desire. I feel like for me, a lot of the mentors that I've had, I think it's been almost kind of accidental. And I don't even know if they all realize the impact that they've had on me necessarily. I should probably tell them. Um, but I generally have just found that particularly in software, the fastest way to accelerate your learning and get the experience beyond just time is being surrounded by people who know way more than you do about any particular topic. And I mean, again, I can say that safely about all of my colleagues at SmartHop who have been not only at the company longer, but been in the trucking industry for far longer. So I feel like my kind of association with mentorship is a little different. Um, I look at it as just like who's influenced and educated me. And I can say that's happened across every company I've been a part of, but certainly happening here at SmartHop. And I don't know that I would call myself a mentor, but I, I do think I'm pretty good at coaching, uh, which maybe it sounds like semantics, but I love when somebody kind of talks about, you know, what they're, they might not know what title they want or what kind of company they want to be at, but if they have kind of an end vision of what sort of things they want to be influencing or contributing to, that's kind of the stuff I, I love to talk about. I can kind of nerd out to that for hours. Uh, hey, you're talking to freight nerds right here. So we we need to get a freight nerd session going. Uh, you know, my next question is funny because I, I, I saw the Barbie movie and there's a scene in the beginning, right, where they're going through all the Barbies and they're like, the one girl wins, I think, a, a, like a Pulitzer Prize or something. And she's like, you know, I deserve this. And I was just like, yeah, we need to see more women just say, you know what, I achieved this and I deserved it and I worked hard. And for you, I guess my question is... Uh, whether it's in this industry or in your career growth as, as a whole, what's that moment for you where you're just like, hey, this is my favorite achievement to date. I worked hard. I got this done. Uh, what's that bragging moment for you? Um, this one might be kind of a, maybe a, a wild answer for this, but honestly, finding work-life balance. I struggled with that a lot when I was younger. Um, and it took me maybe a little longer than it should have to identify what really mattered career-wise and kind of setting healthy boundaries. Um, but outside of you know career progression and title, I, I feel like this is the thing that I'm most proud of, especially in the last like one to two years. I feel like I finally kind of figured out slowing down is actually more sustainable for me long-term um, instead of getting into those like really high period of burnout, I guess. <laughs> Work-life balance Good is oh, all, all any of us are trying to achieve, right? Courtney, we appreciate you coming on so much. Thank you so, so much for being here. If folks want to learn a little bit more about SmartHop, if they want to get connected to you or to Guillermo, as you mentioned, where can they go to do that? Uh, go over to smarthop.com. That's probably the fastest way. Um, you can also find us on LinkedIn, um, but I'd be happy to make sure that the website's sent over after if there's any anybody who needs it. Incredible. Thank you so, so much. We appreciate it. And 
keep finding that work-life balance. It's something that we are all aspiring to. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me on. It was great to talk with you all. Grace, I think I'm getting close. Like I, every time I get close, I'm like, you know what? I need to add another job back into my life and I need to start doing more things. But one day I'll find it. Yeah, same here, man. That's I wish that was an achievement I could say, but uh, not at this point. So maybe we without a mentor, right? In this yes. space, that's for sure. So speaking <laughs> of things that we're both busy doing, where can we find you going forward? Radio tonight at five o'clock. Yeah, it's a uh, good old trucking Tuesday. Thomas is going to be with me for pretty much the whole show. Uh, we're going to be gabbing about all things trucking, state of trucking right now, what people should be expecting for the rest of the year. Uh, you can check me out every day, Monday through Friday, on the show 5 to 7. Uh, it's a Road Dog Trucking Station on Sirius XM Channel 146. Uh, it's going to be a good old time. We love that. And if you are a late night owl, you can find the replay of that from 11 to 1 a.m. You can catch me tomorrow morning live at 9 for Freight Waves Now. As with every single weekday coming up after this, We've got an episode of Rethink Reshoring with myself and Rosemary Coates, and we'll have a brand new episode for you next week. So make sure that you stay tuned for that. And as we mentioned earlier, get your tickets for the Future Freight Festival. It'll be here before you know it. We'll be enjoying that crisp Chattanooga fall weather. That's it for today. We'll see you guys next week. Have a great Tuesday. One, two, three.